Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to, to sit for a spell. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome to Sit for a Spell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sit for a Spell podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Us. I can talk. I can talk hey, today. Ken. I mean, I spend more time uh, not talking now than I ever have in my whole life. That like my voice box is out of shape. I feel like I'm talking just as much. Yeah, but you're still like doing your this job learning yeah you're still working true I feel more exhausted I feel now it's so much work yeah <sighs> but I mean it's fine it's worth it for the children the children, the children. they're our future <laughs> teach them I'm yeah trying. I can't even uh in person teach my own child so <laughs> oh my gosh we were doing <laughs> long division with <sighs> remainders today oh god That's so horrible. like it's like we're on zoom my camera's pointed to my towards my whiteboard i'm like talking to these kids and it's like half of them i'm like hey hey and like like calling their name and they're not responding because they're not gonna sit there right <laughs> they're gonna walk it's, away especially yeah. uh long division yeah but like that sounds horrible and some people aren't doing, they're doing just kind of like filler stuff, but I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> seeing these sixth graders again. And they're going to go to seventh grade and be expected to know how to do long division and they can't do it. So we're going to keep going. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. <sighs> long division is the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> well, no, fractions are the worst. <laughs> That's true. Fractions yeah. are way worse than division. Yes. Oh, well, um, something that's not the worst yeah. is uh, chaos magic. <laughs> chaos magic. And the like that segue there? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, we have done our little series uh, on the types of magic, I guess mm -hmm. you want to call mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, Jess did right hand. Yeah, right hand. Right. I, I did mm -hmm. left hand, and then now mm -hmm. we're going to talk about chaos magic. Yeah. Um, in doing the research for this, it there it's strange because um, chaos magic at its core is uh, there's really no set beliefs or you know, like, if there's not like, this is what you do to become a chaos magician kind of thing. Like when okay. we say, like, here, you want to be a uh, Wicca, here are the, the the rules and, you know, the rituals and you want to be a Buddhist, here's what we do, you know. Yeah. Chaos magic is the opposite of that. So okay. it was a little hard to, um, there's not a ton to like to give people, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So... I mean, yeah. Let's just let's just get into it, I guess. <laughs> yes. Dive okay. in. 
Yes. Before we begin, uh, the uh, sources today are, um, you know what I never do? I always write down the websites, but I never write down the names of the articles. Me either. Yeah. So uh, wikipedia.com, of course, uh, learnreligions.com and llewellyn.com. Yulin, you it's l l e w y e l l n dot dot com. It's I'm sure it's of, the a name of like some goddess or something. Yeah, it's a lot of letters. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so first we're going to talk a little bit about um like the major contributors to chaos magic. Mm -hmm. There are a few dudes here who kind of have been considered like the the inventors or the godfathers or, you know, whatever yeah. founders of quote unquote chaos magic, magic with a K, a C K. C K is C K. So, uh, first we're going to talk about Peter Carroll and Ray Sherwin. Mm -hmm. So these two guys, um, they are considered the founders of chaos magic okay. and the, the books of Carroll are seen as like the standard of anyone who wants to get into the subject. And, um, they both actually wrote a bunch of books, I think like three or four books about the subject and it kind of put it into the, the mainstream a little bit when that happened. Oh. So they, they met in, in the early seventies. So mm -hmm. chaos magic has not been around for very long. It's been around, it came into uh, popularity or came into like being a thing mm -hmm. in the seventies and eighties. So that that's sense. not that long ago. No. But yeah, but it, it makes like, sense for the like time. Resurgence, yeah. Yeah. And when we get into a little bit more, we you'll see why it kind of goes with like the things that were happening in the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. um, that this is like a very natural progression on in the world of magic. Okay. So uh, Carol and Sherwin, they... Um, Sherwin uh, edited a magazine called the new equinox and it was a publication that it was like an occult type magazine and they focused a lot on the workings of our good friend alistair crowley okay. and uh peter carroll was a like a freelance writer for that magazine and that's how oh, they met. okay so in 1978 so that's how they met they kind of got together they were like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that blah 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 got together yeah. and in 1978 they both published the first books on chaos magic and oh. in in that same year they also established com uh, something called the illuminatus of thanateros the are the iot the iot which, oh you were talking weren't you talking about that earlier no that was the oto that oh is jesus so many different acronyms so many acronyms <laughs> so this um like fraternity i guess mm -hmm. they they were a fraternity of chaos magicians and oh. but in 1980, Sherwin left the organization in protest because he was like, what are we all doing here? Like, this group is, like, what we are all against. Like, we're not supposed to be organized. We're not supposed to be – it was becoming sort of, like, an organized religion type of thing. Yeah, that makes and sense. He, and he was like, no, like, I'm not doing this. He <laughs> just, like, stepped back. He was like, no, no. But it's still, um, it's still a thing, I believe. I probably should have written that down. But – 
Yeah. So the, these were the two dudes that were kind of, they wrote the first books and they kind of set up the belief, like, like belief system or mm-hmm. the lack of belief system, I guess. Um, yes. There's also okay. a man named Austin Osmond Spare. And he is considered to be the godfather of chaos magic. Um, He's most known for his development and use of sigils. Mm -hmm. And um, those things are still used today in a lot of practices. And he he never really got to see his work become like a, a big part of the, of the practice because he died before it like became a thing. Oh, so yeah it does he did cross paths with uh alistair crowley and um if i remember correctly they did not like each other (laughs) but um (laughs) but crowley is also brought into this because he even though he established his own sort of uh belief system Mm -hmm. his emphasis on uh the way he practiced magic was a lot of experimentation and kind of like pick and choosing the yeah. types of approaches you want to take with mm-hmm. magic yeah in general that makes sense yeah so there's a lot of other influences that um people see on chaos magic is uh the punk rock movement which like makes a lot of sense postmodernism yeah. mhm which is um a lot of this is like it's just like fighting against the norm so like with chaos magic they don't yeah they're saying you know societal norms or even you know magical norms we are not going to follow any sort of set of rules or practices that you want to uh, impose on us we're going to do our own thing okay um so that's where the punk comes in the postmodernism. there's also something called discordianism and that was based on a book called principia discordia And when looking up like what that book teaches Mm -hmm. or what this, I guess, religion teaches, um, they talked about, uh, they place an emphasis on, there's a, there is a, such a thing as a, as a Pope in discordianism, but it teaches you that every man, woman, and child on earth are named the Pope of the religion. So like oh. in discordianism, you are a pope and I am a pope. We are our own sorts of deities. Yeah. In that okay, way. that makes that yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Yeah, and also a big thing uh, in discordianism is that disorder and order are mere illusions, and it's all within, uh, you know, the power of your mind and how you see things. Like you yeah. get to decide, kind of something like that. Hmm. Um, in the 90s, Chaos Magic was like, it was really big amongst a lot of people who wrote, uh, who are writers, people who are artists, a lot of like comic book writers. And you can see a lot of that. Um, I think they were called The Illusionists. It's a DC more, um, DC comic. Uh, what is that? Like icon icons or, you know, symbols and things like that are used a lot in that um, in that comic book series that's pretty cool yeah so when i because i was trying to find like the names of people i was like well who do we know that's kind of like a chaos magician Mm -hmm. and a lot of the people that i found were uh writers and uh even music writers like uh but yeah a lot of artists a lot of like fringe artists a lot of people who are making like zines and you know like uh not 
it didn't really get into the mainstream culture, but it got mainstream enough that it, some of the people who were, if you were to look them up, you could be like, okay, I kind of heard of them, even though they may not be like on the top 40 charts, but they are, yeah. you know, and a lot of, a lot of, uh, comic book writers, which was, uh, interesting to me. That is very interesting. So, um, by the 2010s, mm-hmm. they, we've kind of, kind of seen a decline with a lot of magicians because uh, a lot more magicians have been moving toward sort of the quote unquote, like traditional magical ways of thinking okay and a lot of the reason why is a lot of the criticism that chaos magic gets is that there's no quote initiatory knowledge which that means it's teachings that cannot be learned from books but must be transmitted orally or demonstrated so there is there is none of this in chaos magic because there is no one you can go to to say teach me how to be a chaos magician yeah what do i do to be to become a chaos magician which asking that question is in itself kind of goes against what being a chaos magician is so yeah so you have a little kind of figure i mean these books these uh books by carol and sherwin which i have not read but from what i can tell they teach you more about the philosophy of chaos magic Mm -hmm. than about like than about like actual instructions that, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Yeah. yeah. So I do want to talk about chaos magicians versus like eclectic magicians mm-hmm. because I think they get compared a lot. And from what I can tell, there are just a couple key differences. Okay. So eclectic magicians, eclectic witches, whatever you want to call them, they are known also for borrowing from multiple sources to kind of create their own belief system. So you okay. take a little bit from here, a little bit from there, and you, you put it all in what you believe. And those, those are the things that you abide by. Okay. So chaos magicians, on the other hand, never develop that personal belief system. Oh, so you try something one day and maybe you'll never use it again. And maybe you'll be like, okay, well that helped last time. Maybe I'll use it again. But then just because I used this, uh, this crystal to help me in this certain ritual doesn't mean I, ha- I have any belief in the power of the crystal itself. I'm just using this crystal as a tool in my, and to, to reach my uh, specific goal. Does that okay. make sense? It does. Yeah. So like how, (laughs) so say, (laughs) uh, I don't know, just like a very, I don't know if this, uh, makes sense, but this is what's coming into my mind. Like say you're, you use the Bible to smush a bug. Okay. You're not saying the power of God smushed this bug. You're just saying, well, I just used this as a tool to smush that bug. Okay. Okay. And then I'll, then I'll never need that Bible again. You know, like yeah. that's, um, chaos magicians, uh, they keep what they don't need and all that matters is the here and now they don't hold any sort of, uh, they have no, what is it called? Sentimentality or mm-hmm. attachment to anything that has to do with kind of in the magical realm. Okay. 
Yeah, so they use their experiences to what would be helpful, but they don't confine themselves to any set of ideas, practices, traditions, rituals, nothing like that. Oh. Um, so they so, just kind of like let it flow. Yeah, so like even one thing I said, one thing I saw said like, just because you find yourself trying something new or out of the box or even taboo, you might think you are practicing chaos magic and you'd be correct. But if those practices become part of your traditions or personal beliefs, then they cease to be chaos magic. Okay. So what do chaos magicians believe? Let's get into that. Okay. Yes. So chaos magic is all about the power of belief. They, uh, the chaos magician must have full belief that they can impose their will onto mm -hmm. the universe. And that's all that they need. So chaos magic is telling the universe what it will do and not asking or hoping for something to be true. Oh. Um, chaos magicians believe that no matter the context that they use a certain belief, that they can drop it at a moment's notice and move on to something else that works for them in that moment. Hmm. So they could use something once and never use it again they may come back to it later or they may drop it forever so another example you use a certain like i said crystal or knife or or herb or whatever it may be mm -hmm. for a certain ritual and uh you you use it just the once yeah you let's see for someone, I'm trying to think of how to explain this. So no, like I get for, it. I think, yeah, yeah. What, I think what I'm having trouble with is like it's so against my internal routine. Right. Yes. So I'm like, like you and why? I, we put <laughs> you and I. Yeah. Okay. So you have something. You use it. You yeah. put belief into whatever tool you are helping that is helping you to achieve your goal. Yes. So to chaos magicians they two chaos magicians belief is the tool that yes. that yes. creates their magic okay so a lot of us use we use tools as like an extra push right and then but we keep the meaning attached to that tool yes and so a chaos magician might use that same tool as like an mm -hmm. amplifier mm -hmm. but then not keep any but essentially they they believe that it all came from them and that the tool was merely just a catalyst like an or antenna or something exactly okay yeah. so do they work without tools okay you can uh, yes occasionally you can i read something that said to be a chaos magician all you need is a, a quiet place and a and an empty notebook mm-hmm you know, like that's all you need. Yeah. Um, but there's this quote from the article I was reading that I thought was like pretty good about uh, explaining pretty simply like what chaos magic kind of entails. Mm -hmm. So here's what it says. Uh, quote, uh, chaos magicians should be able to have the mental flexibility to take on Wiccan beliefs one day and Buddhist beliefs another or any other beliefs fully and without hassle. To have difficulty doing so would imply that self-work is required. Likewise, chaos 
magic has taken on a sinister reputation because some chaos magicians who will entirely and only work with darker power and paradigms. Of course, again, this is a limitation against the idea of being completely mentally flexible and goes against the beliefs of a chaos magician. Mm. So basically you cannot you cannot prescribe to any sort of set beliefs whether yeah. or not they are yeah. preset or you set them for yourself so they're just like all willy-nilly just like i'm gonna do this but then i'm gonna do that and i'm gonna do that yes like all the things like all the time and yeah. i uh <laughs> we'll talk about it at the end like how we feel about this but i feel yeah. like that's kind of exhausting right it sounds like, exhausting and it's making yeah. me very uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> isn't it funny how like <laughs> like with like the Satanism episode and with yeah. like the sex magic, I'm like, yeah, like you just do these things. And then this one, I'm like, you're like, wait, tell me what to do. Second. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, when I kept reading, you know, different articles about all this, some people would be like, well, no, that you have to do this. But if you do that, if you do it for two days in a row, then you're no longer a chaos magician. Or if you, you know, you, you keep something and you have sentimentality towards it, then you're going against your own beliefs that you should not uh, hold belief of the power of the thing. You are the magic. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it totally makes sense that like you are the magic, right? You yes, are the catalyst. I fully believe power. that. Yes. That is great. Yeah. Um, but I think, and what, I don't know. <laughs> okay so let me about, just yeah yeah you keep going we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the, I, I have later <laughs> i just have one last little uh section yes 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 so um chaos magic what supposedly from what mm-hmm. i've been reading and how chaos magicians explain it yeah it's supposed to be much uh simpler than ceremonial magic okay so you know, things like uh, the teachings of the Bible or the Kabbalah or ancient Greeks, it's, they all have to do with how things relate to one another, Mm -hmm. as opposed to like how you relate to the universe at whole. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So in chaos magic, like none of that ceremony and uh, hierarchy and things like that, it doesn't, it doesn't exist and it doesn't matter so you know all of that the the way a chaos magician approaches ritual is that it puts you in the right frame of mind but that it has no value outside of that so the ritual itself is not important yeah if you are if you are able to get yourself in the right frame of mind and that um it's all about yourself even words themselves have no uh power to a chaos magician it's all about intent so even if you're you're doing a like a ritual and you say the words wrong they're like whatever like who cares because the intention behind the words is still there yeah um there's no uh like we've like i've said no set of techniques there's no system it really promotes experimentation and creativity and basically just like playing with magic they want you to just kind of see what works for you and Mm -hmm. what doesn't and whatever works use it whenever you need to but don't hang your hat on this is my belief system kind of thing yeah 
Um, to a chaos magician, they the technique behind a ritual matters more than the ritual itself. Um, it let's see a couple of little things that I just kind of wrote down. Um, so the the whole idea behind all of this is mm -hmm. just to test what works for you, figure out what works, mm -hmm. and if it doesn't, if it works for you, then fine. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And there is some thought amongst some people, some people that chaos magicians are destructive or evil, but a lot of chaos magicians would not agree because they see chaos as being formless. And that's kind of what they, uh, that's kind of like what they uh, strive to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that. I could see how they can get that kind of perception because I'm assuming, again, it's all about intention. So if they're doing things with the intention of um, belittling others or putting others down or right. revenge or whatever, I could see that. And it seems that maybe those kinds of things like aren't outside of their wheelhouse, you know, that those they wouldn't mm -hmm. I guess it would depend on the individual person but but even still you like someone saying well I'm doing this for revenge they'll be like okay we're well, not a chaos magician because that's your that's your belief system is revenge so that makes you not a chaos magician then what the heck do they even do <laughs> right the, yeah so that's where it gets a little tricky well because so any intention is going to be a belief. It's going to be based on some kind of internal belief. I mean, yeah, that's true. I guess so not. it's hard to say. And I, I don't guess, know who well, gets I to guess decide. It's like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Who gets to decide? But again, I guess the the practitioner would be the one to decide because I, I, I don't know. What would they even be doing? What would they even yeah. be casting for? Like, what would they even be? yeah. Like, is it supposed to be, this is an open-ended question, but is it supposed to be purely, like, selfish? Is it supposed to be, like, a mix? Is it whatever they want, whenever they right. want? Like, a, a, yeah. a ritual for mankind one day, and then maybe a ritual to get the job the next day, or, <laughs> you know, right. like... And, I mean, I know people of, like, Wiccan and Pagan practice like do both of those mm -hmm. things too mm -hmm. so it's like well yeah where where does that yeah. come from <laughs> yeah well that's what I found so uh, kind of confusing about unless you know I could be way off here and in reading six or seven articles just not gotten the point you know <laughs> like we I am not the uh the final say on what a chaos magician is because honestly I have no I still have no idea um but just from what I would would from what I had read you know the few articles I read mm -hmm. uh, most of the time people are just like yeah we just kind of do whatever we want and I you know like you said I think it does depend on the practitioner but yeah. in the end I don't I don't think I don't think it's possible to truly not have a belief system even if it's some kind of like subconscious like internal belief system yeah because either way you have to believe in right or wrong or you know like I don't 
I don't, yeah. this is what, this is my personal belief system. Like, I don't think, uh, like morality is subjective. You know what I mean? Like, I mm-hmm. think, uh, that should, but that is my personal belief system. So obviously I'm not a chaos magician. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know when something is so something, a belief or lack of belief is so like indefinable in itself. It's kind of hard to talk about without being like, mm, like, you know, this is kind of yeah. just like what it is. And, um, the one article I read, um, I think it was, it was by a woman, but I can't remember her name. She just talked a lot about like it being about freedom. It being about, she gets to decide what she wants to do at any given day. And she gets to decide how she wants to use her power. And she just, um, which I like right on, like, I totally, uh, I totally back that statement for, for sure. And like any, uh, again, I guess you can't call this a religion, but any belief, there are people who take it too far. There are people who are pretentious about it. Mm -hmm. There are people who are totally cool about it. So I think, you know, especially something like this, um, because I feel like if you are clinging so hard to this idea of, I'm just going to go against the grain all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that could put a bad taste in some people's mouth. Yeah. But from what I can tell at the base of it, it's like the Satanist thing. Like people are like, oh, you're Satanist, you're a devil worshiper, you're evil, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when you read about it, it's like the church of Satan. It's all like, be nice to kids and, you know, don't yeah. bother people in the grocery store. You know, it's like all yeah. common sense stuff. This at the, at the base of it sounds pretty pretty cool you know like you're just oh you're just gonna do whatever you want and you know figure out what works for you so I totally see the connection between how people associate like the chaos magic with like eclectic magic because with eclectic magic you pick and choose from whether it be like wicca or pagan practice or something else and you pull your little pieces together and you make what works for you whether that means you're pulling your power from the elements or from a deity or from a god or whatever and then how this chaos magic kind of also does the same thing where you're like picking and choosing what you're going to do but Mm -hmm. you're just doing it without that extra belief system like you're believing in yourself the power comes from you you might be doing these same rituals using these same crystals lighting specific candle colors but that is just kind of like an amplifier it's not necessarily like and it's all like situation based so like I feel with eclectic type of magic you would yeah you use it situationally but you kind of like uh, personally I kind of use everything that I have or believe or you know use in my toolkit or whatever Mm -hmm. kind of like all in relation to each other where this seems to be like very specific I'm using this this one time to help me and I may never pick it up again and maybe I'll I'll pray to Jesus to you know help me pass the big test but then later I'll you know I'll go and light a candle and, you know, uh, put my crystals out Mm -hmm. because I need to use them for something else tomorrow. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, I get it. It's, it's, um, it's hard to describe because it is so the, 
when I first heard of chaos magic, I was like, oh, I do that. Like, yeah, yeah I do that all the time. Like whatever, yeah. pick and choose and you borrow. But it's so much deeper than that, that I do, yeah. I feel like that lack of belief system is sort of a belief system in itself yeah. for you to, to say, well, yeah, well no, to I don't. A, a chaos practitioner. Yeah. So believe in yourself. I mean, something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, I don't know. It's like the Jedi. You know, they're only only a Sith deals in absolutes. And I guess does that make chaos magicians Sith lords? No, because I think they still they know what is it? It's the Force. So what is the Force? Like it's the force. Midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't know. Still, that al- that analogy may not force. make sense. <laughs> <laughs> they still use the force. They know it's the force. Yeah. They're not saying, Oh, I could do that because of myself. They know it's like they're using the force. They're using still. the force. But you have the force within you. But you we all do. Have. True. <laughs> so I don't know but that is the best I could do with chaos magic um no that's fine it was kind of got my head spinning a little bit yeah. and I'm sure there are people out there who were like you don't know what you're talking about and oh true. probably oh or sure. I did if I didn't do it justice let us know if you're a chaos magician and you have a better like more succinct uh explanation about the things that you do um yeah, because we're always wanting to learn. That's what this is, and we're not trying to say this is what it is. And everyone else who says something else is wrong. We don't know. We're learning. We do want to know. So tell us if you mm-hmm. if you have a better understanding of it than than we do. But yeah, that's that's the best I could understand it at this point in my uh, you research know, career. I don't think it. I don't think it needs to be understood. I think it does. I don't think it wants to be understood. I don't think it wants to be understood. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so at all. But um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. And I do. Um, I mean, for the most part, I don't think I mean, personally, I can't help but have a belief system, even if it's not yeah. conventional. Mm-hmm. So that part is kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around. But the rest of it, yeah. I mean, I totally get it. It makes sense to me. No. Yeah. Because I mean, that's I mean, if you go back down the historical route to like the base of humanity like humans um we need something to believe in you know yeah and i think chaos magicians just believe in themselves yeah exactly So. so i mean whether it's literally seasonal changes that you believe in or you believe in some higher power that's causing all of these things like it's human nature to believe in something. Spirituality yeah. is just part of human nature. And it just depends on where you put it. And if you're going to put it inside yourself and say, well, I believe in myself, I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I don't either. As long as yeah. you're not hurting anybody um, yeah. who is not consenting to it, yeah. then yeah, go on. I mean, right on, do what you got to do. Whatever yeah. works. Whatever I mean, honestly, like uh, we talk about how we were raised or how we were brought up and I was brought up a Catholic and I still find myself, you know, praying or, you know, talking mm-hmm. to God, you know, capital G or lowercase G um, just because it is so ingrained 
at this point that yeah it is even if i don't believe in the whole system and even if i don't agree with most of the system there are certain things that do work for me even if they're placebos you know even if i'm oh absolutely i have to you know when my son has surgery and i have to pray to somebody to you know get myself through it mm-hmm. then you know whatever works whatever gets yeah. you through the day really exactly especially especially lately so i think yes, yes. just do do what you got to do yeah we don't think any practice is um wrong or bad or any oh, no. than anything my personal no. mentality is whatever floats your boat yes um, yeah and I think that's what this podcast really began as because yeah. we just really wanted to learn and mm-hmm. whether we are the best at uh researching or uh articulating the things we were have learned or feel or practice or know nothing about is another question but I think yeah um I think the intention behind it is we just we definitely just want to learn we want to know everything that we can because we don't know most of this stuff and even though we've been doing it most of our lives Mm -hmm. again we've been doing our version of it yeah exactly it's fun to just see what's out there see what's different and see what different people believe and yeah um for reals even if I don't always understand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I want to say like, okay, chaos magic. I get it. I get it. But I don't think I get it. <laughs> and not I think in we like get... a, not in like a mean way. Like, I don't get it in like a, I literally don't get it. Right. <laughs> no, I know. Exactly. Like, I think we get the, uh, the, like the tagline of it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure it goes way deeper than just that, yeah. you know. We get we the back of the DVD about. description. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but we have not seen the movie yet. <laughs> no. I think that's another good uh, tagline for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're going to give you the DVD back description. Yeah. It's up to it. you to watch the to movie watch on your movie. own. <laughs> <laughs> Do not hold us accountable. No. <laughs> We're just trying to get through it each day. We just want to know. Yeah. But that was that. Yeah. So chaos magic. Chaos Um, magic. Interesting. So, I mean, it's really cool how we can kind of see, um, I'm not going to say clear delineations between these three groups, but we definitely see a difference between the three there's like a, I think like an overall, uh, like it's, it's all, it all depends on where you place your beliefs, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. either in a higher power for right hand magic or, um, in yourself, I think would be like left hand path would be, you know, you, I guess, or in sex, you know, in, in the physical and, and mm-hmm. believing that man is just like an animal. And then we have chaos magic, which is kind of like smushing it just, all together. Yeah. You just kind of do what works and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think chaos magic is kind of like the meat in between the two breads of like right hand and left hand. Right. And it's like a Venn of... diagram. Yeah. Yeah, like chaos magic encompasses all of it because they just use whatever they need for whatever. Yeah, whatever they need it for. Yeah, 
Maybe. The meat. I think. The meat in the magic sandwich. Magic meat. Yes. <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> magic oh. meat. Okay. It's people. Witchy moments for this week. Um, I started because like I go in like these little phases of not writing in my um, dreamy moon journal, my year of growth uh-huh. and like setting my intentions to like doing two weeks in a row and like kind of backtracking. Mm-hmm. So I did that and that was really nice to set my intentions for like this current week. I did that over the weekend. Um, That's fun. I also like cleaned up my altar. I put my eggs away. Um, <laughs> getting ready for to like scrounge around my house to find some stuff for Beltane altar um Mm -hmm. Beltane is May 1st if you didn't know um that's also like a really big day in uh the church of satan I think oh May 1st well remember my kid's birthday yes it is we were talking about the will of the year and it's um it's like the sexy time one I'm going to talk about it a little bit more in next week's episode because next week's episode is going to come out on April 30th and then literally the next day is Beltane. Um, but if you wanted a little bit more time uh, to set up your altar besides the day before, um, <laughs> it really is all about like fertility. It's a celebration of spring and new life and rebirth. Um, so anything that kind of like goes along with those things um, a lot of greens, bright spring colors. You might want to bring in some like daffodils or dandelions, lilac, um, springy things, you know, like you could still think your um, Easter-y kind of themed things, uh, pinks, yellows, things like that for like um, candles, colored ribbons. You can make like your own little mini like May Day pole with a tall candle mm-hmm. and some ribbons if you wanted to, which is a phallic symbol, represents milk, like vitality. So if you wanted to set up your altar, there's a lot more information about it, but um, baskets, spring fruits, honey, acorns. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of really good ones if you like look up uh, Beltane altars. You'll see a lot of really beautiful things. Yeah, it's like during all of this, uh, like quarantine shutdown or whatever. It amazes me how like creative some people are mm-hmm. with their time. And I'm like, I can barely function sometimes, some days. <laughs> people are like, some people are like so creative. It's crazy that I'm like, where, how do you have so much serotonin in your body? I know. I've had a puzzle <laughs> sitting on my dining room table for like since the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, I did one puzzle like the first week and then we started another puzzle the next week and it's just been sitting there since then. So that's like, it's been sitting there for like a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm never going to do that. Yeah. But I have been, um, I've been like really trying to like put the finishing touches like in my home. Like I put my art back up, you know, I'm trying to like, um, I have just a lot of boxes that still haven't been unpacked. So mm-hmm. I'm like, trying to slowly work through those and just make it more just make it like calmer yeah yeah because I you know with so much clutter around I get like I feel cluttered you know so yeah. it's been nice to just sort of slowly go through boxes and put them away and 
find places for everything and that's good uh so it's been really nice to just have i've gotten some of that i don't know willpower or energy or drive or whatever to just sort of do like i try to just do like one little thing something i can accomplish in a day yes and just like do one little thing per day like i did i'm like okay today i'm gonna do laundry and i'll just do laundry yeah today i'm gonna go today i'm gonna put some art back up i'm gonna empty one box i'll empty one box try not to like overdo it but also try not to just like lay around all day yeah Um, Yeah. which there's nothing wrong with that but it I feel like I I spent the first month of quarantine doing that and now I'm like okay I gotta get up and do something like I I'm even like seriously considering starting to work out again (laughs) (laughs) have we ever talked about this so that Jess and I have been uh boxing with my uncle who is a retired boxer he is our coach Mm -hmm. and we do it with like a few friends um but yeah we've been how long have you been doing it with us this july would have been two years but i mean we've taken about six months off we took some time off before this happened yeah so this just kind of like exaggerated the whole thing so i don't think we've actually been boxing for like a couple months but since we used to do it really solidly and it was almost like like a meditative (laughs) like clearing of the mind it is it really is like every time I tell somebody about it um because people you know I put on my Instagram I put you know videos or whatever yeah pictures and people are like oh my god where do you go what is that and like isn't it hard isn't it don't don't you get scared of getting punched in the face and I'm like well like first of all we don't do that to each other i mean not really if i'm not, not really fast enough james has hit me in the face a couple times <laughs> and that's your fault that's for not moving fault. out of the way <laughs> well first of all i don't get hit in the face because no one's fast enough to hit me in the face no it's kidding <laughs> um no but it is really meditative because it is one of the hardest of things else. i've ever done yeah there's literally and, nothing else you can fit into your brain while you're doing it yeah so it is it is like therapy because first of all you get to punch things Mm -hmm. second of all you are working out so you you know like you're getting your blood flowing endorphins endorphins it's exhausting so at the end of the day you're just like i just want to go to sleep you sleep better um and yeah you just you turn your mind off for Mm -hmm. an hour hour and a half and it's just it's really nice i've had some friends who have come from you know, some friends were having a hard time at work or, you know, just going through a divorce or going through Mm -hmm. a breakup or, you know, just having really stressful times at school or work and they come and they work out and they're like, oh my God, I needed that. Like, I really needed that. So I really miss it because it was, it was a big form of therapy for me. Oh my God. I just need to go back. I know. I'm considering buying like a, a heavy bag to put up or something to just hit yeah i've never actually priced them so okay well i mean like anything you can buy cheap or expensive so true because i have my gloves i have my wraps mm-hmm. um i have i have mitts here i guess if i someone in my house wanted to work out <laughs> just gonna show up to your house okay i've been in my house for two whole weeks i am yeah not you're quarantined sick. i'm quarantined <laughs> No, don't. Everybody stay home. Don't go to your friend's house. No, please don't. <laughs> or just kidding. Those people, unless, I mean, 
no don't stay home i was gonna don't say no if you have to no stay home if you don't, you don't have, have to. to go to work stay home Mm-mm. i mean she's a louise yeah but that's our ramble for this week <laughs> Um, next week we're going to be talking about satchels satchels um it's not a purse it's a satchel it's a satchel <laughs> what's that from <laughs> a hangover from is that the hangover that is from friends when ross gets like a bag or no never no, mind. joey gets a bag but you know my no. memory with these kinds of things yeah um, i think it's the hangover uh <laughs> satchels is what we're talking about giving you guys some practical um uses things yeah i'm gonna go over some different uses for satchels or um some people call them spell bags or whatever they're basically those little drawstring things or um, yeah and uh, go over what you could use them for and give you some um kind of like step-by-step i guess ingredients direction yeah yeah and you might have some of this stuff in your homes already yeah um so keep an eye out for that one that will be up on april 30th i can't believe hasn't april like flown by it's flown by in march felt like seventeen thousand years yeah so that's good maybe that's a good thing maybe we're moving towards good things then yes today is officially one more month of school and then i'm officially on summer That'd be good. Yay. That'll be yeah, nice. That'll be nice. <sighs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, yes. Let us know if you have any suggestions about what we, what you want to hear us talk about. Yeah. And um, do you want more theoretical have- information? Do you want more history? Do you want more practical? Yeah. Do you, that's, work? that's the thing is, yeah. Do you want us to talk about, Yeah exactly what just you like the cryptid episodes do you not like the cryptid episodes we are here yeah yeah we're here for you so you tell us um, the best way to help us grow is to rate review and subscribe on wherever you uh, listen to this podcast and um thanks so much we will uh we'll see you guys next time bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.